Okay, good evening. We are continuing along here, Bezer Hashem. And now, we'll call it the second half of the question. The first half of the question the Chavis asked was, why do we have Tzadik Veraloi? Why is it that a Tzadik, who doesn't do Averis and should be treated in a way that has an easy life, as the Chavis explained, why do we have it that he can have a difficult life? And the Chavaz has explained five possible reasons why that is so. And the same question, the other side of the coin is, why do we have Rosh of a Tevloi? This question the Moshe Rabbeinu also asked, why is it Rosh of a Tevloi? Why is it that you have Rishayim, who should be punished, who should be given difficulties in this world, and yet they seem to have a life of tranquility and ease and comfort? Why is that? So says the Chavis above us, we're going to now present five or six reasons why that could be. Possible reasons. We don't know for sure, but possible reasons. Says the Chavis above us, But the goodness that Hashem sometimes will bestow, a person who is not good, a person really doesn't deserve to have such a great life, to have health and have wealth. Why does Hashem do it? Reason number one, yesh. It could be that it could be something good that this Russia has done previously that preceded his riches, preceded all of his bad ways that he's done. Maybe one time, Chofetz Chaim writes this in a place, one time he came to Shul and he answered, Amen. We have no idea of the, the reward that's due, one Amen. Or maybe he did a big chesed. Or maybe one time, maybe one time, he helped somebody out. He helped the tzaddik out. So, doesn't let not one good deed go unpaid. Even the greatest Rishon have to be paid for their deeds. So therefore, here too, they have to be paid for the deeds that they did. So maybe he did a teva kon Hashem will pay him. We're So actually, we think that it's such a wonderful thing that he's being paid. He's beginning getting his reward. That's true. Hashem says, I don't hold back anyone who does something good. Every iota of good that is done, the person gets reward for it. But for the Russia, who has proven himself as a Russia and is really not interested in Schar Hashem says, in that case, I don't want to give him any Schar Instead, I'll give him his full schar for what he did in this world. And the Chavis Avavis quotes a Pasuk in Chumash. Pasuk at the end of Parshish Vashana. Kemoy Shom Aleich Pasuk says, Umishalim l'soyna of el panov leha avidoy. How do you explain that Pasuk? Umishalim l'soyna of. He pays his enemies, the Rishon, the wicked. El panov, ahead of time, in advance, in order to destroy and take away and make him lose all of the world and all of the reward of the next world. The Targum on that place, the Targum right over there, Fenart says, Hashem pays those who are his enemies, the good that they have done, he gives an advance in their lifetime in order to make them lose their reward in Olam Abba. 
So actually, sometimes you look at a Russia and you see, you know, this guy is unbelievable. It's unbelievable how cruel he is. It's unbelievable what a terrible Jew he is. Not only is he doesn't do things that are right, his, his family doesn't do things that are right, and he he promotes people who, who to go against those who are tzaddikim, and he makes fun of those who are doing things that are correct, going living like the Torah. I mean, it, you don't look look far. There's always people like that, Nebuch. Always Rishoyim. Always people. We have a special tefillah. Rabbi Gamliel says we need this tefillah more than anything else. Really, the, the real word was not the real word was but that they censored out because there was Jews at those times who became heretics. Yeah? So instead of we change the informers. But we say about them, we want to destroy them. And indeed, Hashem will destroy them. But they may have done something good. They may have one time when they were young, they answered, They may have done, they may have given some tzedakah in their life, they may have done good things. Hashem has to give them good. But really, it's, it's for their detriment. It's really, you see them having such a good life, such a tranquil life, with ease, but really it's, the, it's in essence, Hashem is giving them all of their reward in this world to then knock them out completely to deplete any reward that will be left in the next world. It's a fascinating Pirkei de Rebeliezer Pirkei de tells us about love on Arosha the father-in-law of Yaakov he says, we learned the, the din the, the dinim of Shivas Yimei Amishteh, the Sheva Brochus, from Lovan. Why? Because Kishanos says Leah, when Yaakov Avinu married Leah, also Shivas Yimei Amishteh. Lovan made him Sheva Brochus for seven days. And he called all the people from the place. Kol Anshiyamokim came. And they were Gremel Chesedim Yaakov. They, had, they did chesed with Yaakov. What kind of chesed? They came to his simcha. When you go to somebody's simcha, you're doing chesed with the person. A kid, person can't rejoice by himself. It would just be him and the kala. That's it. What kind of shevarach is this? Nebuch, we have that today. A lot of a lot of couples getting married can't even have regular shevarachis. When you when you participate in somebody's simcha, what is it? You're going with chesed with the person. And love on God call and shiamogavayas mishte. Listen to this Lashon Chazal. Omer Lema Kodesh Baruch Hu Atem Gamaltem Chesedim Yaakov Avdi You did Chesed with Yaakov, my servant. Ani Egmoel Ve'etin Zcharchem I will pay you back and give you reward Ba'olam Azeh Lovan, you're going to get paid back in this world. Shaloi Yehei Zchar L'Rishoim Lo'olam Abo Because Hashem says, I'd rather the Rishoim don't have Zchar L'Olam I'll pay them in this world. And how we paid them exactly, because the descendant, uh, someone who lived in Aram, Naaman, was saved miraculously. That was on account of the schus of Lovan. So we see here sometimes, you see Rishoim, who seemed to, to have a, a, a better life, who seemed to have the upper hand, who seemed to, to live with a lot of peace in, in their lives, not have troubles, not have problems. And they're really the wicked ones. Sometimes we, we question our own Avidus Hashem. We say, you know, who's the crazy one over here? You know, sometimes you see that the, the Derek Rosham Tzalecha, 
as Yumi says. Sometimes you see, just look outside today, you see that the, the wicked are prospering. So the wicked seem to be going on, you know, <clears throat> unchecked and unquestioned. And we think, are we the crazy ones? Who are the righteous ones? Who are the ones doing what they're supposed to be doing? And here the, the Chavazamabah says, based on this Pasuk, is a Pasuk in Chumash. O Mishalem L'sonov Elponov L'sayinov Elponov L'avidoy. Chofetz Chaim gives such a beautiful marshal. Chofetz Chaim said there was once a wealthy man who was making a chasana, his first chasana he was making. And he had many, many workers in his factories that he had. He had a lot of workers. And the factories he had, the assembly lines, and they were, uh, you know, just very low-class people who uh, he would hire and pay them, and they worked for him. But uh, they were not dignified people, were uncouth, and he thought to himself, what am I going to do to invite them to the wedding, which is going to be a beautiful simcha, and many dignitaries, and many chashavah people, and I'm going to have this, 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 these low-class people, they don't know how to behave properly at a simcha, it's just not going to, it's not going to have a time, what should I do? So he came up with an einfall, came up with an idea, he sent them an invitation the day of the chasana. He says, today I'm marrying off my child. I want you to come and participate. And as a matter of fact, I want you to come early. So you have first dibs at all of the food. And that's what he did. About three hours before the chuppah took place, he had the whole banquet hall filled with food and drink, yayin, mashke. And they came in over there. They came in dressed in what they believed were their finest. They came in and they feasted, they ate, they drank, they got drunk, they danced a little bit, and they thought they're the most hush of people because they're here early at the Simcha. No, they finished. He says, okay, it's over now, it's time to go home. And he cleared out the hall, cleaned up after them, and then they began the real chasna. So the Abishta says the same things of the Chofetz Chaim. I have to pay back these Rishonim because of the good things they did. They did a maizetev over here. They did a maizetev over there. I have to pay them back. But I don't want them to be... These Rishom shouldn't mingle with the real schar, the real chasen we're going to have. So Hashem says, you know what? I'll give them the reward now. They'll come early. I'll send them an invitation early. Let them enjoy themselves now. They think this is the real deal. They think this is the real chasen. They think this is the real oilam. Ay, this is the fake oilam. This is the oilam asheker. And they're enjoying their lives here in the Olam HaShaker. Hashem says, I'm finished with them. Now we roll out the red carpet for the real reward in Olam Apo. So says the Chavis Avovis to explain the first reason. Let's now go to reason number two. Reason number two, V'yesh. It could be a possibility. Sheti al derech You sometimes see that a Jew who is not doing Avedas Hashem, is not keeping the Torah, he's not listening to the Torah, he's a Mechal Shabbos, doesn't keep mitzvahs even out in the open, and yet, Kashbo who bestows tremendous wealth, tremendous power with, to him, why? What's the, what's the rationale? It could be, it's just there for safekeeping. Hashem is depositing wealth in this person's possession. He's near, merely a gizbar. He's a gabite stock. He's a gabai. He's just someone, he is the gizbar, the guardian to watch this money. For who? Ben Tzadik. 
Hashem knows, Hashem, who knows the future of this person and his family. He knows that his son, who is not religious now, but is going to end up going backpacking in India, and is going to meet somebody who is going to send them off to to Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, and he's going to get turned on, and he's become religious, he's become a Ben and then eventually the father will die, and all the wealth will be left for this tzaddik of the son, or maybe it's a grandson, who Hashem says, this is what I was waiting for the whole time. So since he was a good gabe, he was a guardian, he was a custodian over the money, so he's allowed to enjoy it for the meantime. But why did I give this Russia so much wealth? Why, says the Chavos Havavos, could be simply a custodian to hold on to the money until the rightful person, the rightful owner of this, is going to get it. Hashem prepares it all, the, 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 the wealthy person worked hard for decades and decades, building up a fortune. And then he enjoys it for a little bit, and then he passes on and the wealth is left. All of that wealth will be worn by the tzaddik, the descendant. Like it says in Koheles, and for the sinner, Hashem puts an idea in his mind. Go work. Go gather up a lot of money. Go build up your portfolio. Why? For one reason only. Hashem put in his mind to do this, to work and work and work, to build up his whole estate, to then, just to be able to give it to the person who really is supposed to get it. This is the second reason why we have here. So we have the Rosha, reason number one, it could be because there was something good, parallels the reason by the Tzaddik, who did maybe a slight Aveira has to get punished. Here too, a slight mitzvah. We can't imagine what a slight mitzvah, again the Chofetz Chaim tells us once, in, in Shem Olam, he writes that it could be that this Russia one time answered Amen, and for that one time he answered Amen, Hashem says, I have to pay him back. And we have no idea what the reward for that one Amen could be, and it could be a lifetime of goodness for this Russia. But in, the, the, in essence, it's really the worst thing in the world for this Russia. It's the worst thing, because indeed he's living. Uh, a life of tranquility here, but comes the next world, he's blocked out, he's locked out, he has nothing left. It's totally been depleted. That's reason number one. And reason number two here that we're seeing in the Chavis Service is that it could be it's merely just for safekeeping in order for then this wealth and whatever this this Russia has to be given over to a Ben Tzaddik or a grandson who's a Tzaddik, and that could be the purpose. That's the first two reasons. There's still another three or four of them. Mitzvah Shem, we'll see them next time.